Welcome to Denny Toratories the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. Welcome, everybody. It's episode 13, lucky 13, of Denny Tornator Eats the World, my way. I want to start this show out by giving a shout-out, a happy birthday. So there's a man who, to me, is the legend. I call him the legend, okay? His name's Tony Graziano, okay? Tony Graziano just turned 101. Now, this guy is why I... I'm in love with the restaurant business and who I model my way after, okay? So I grew up in Canastota, New York, and right down the street was a restaurant called Graziano's, okay? Now, I would go there and eat. I fell in love with the food. Like, I loved it. It was such a treat when my dad would take us there. Any graduation, anything that happened, we were having a party at Graziano's, okay? Graziano's was right across the street from the Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota. It opened in, I think, the 40s. Tony is a legend, Okay. This guy was a World War II vet. This guy fought in freaking D-Day, you know? Tony came back to Canastota, loved cooking. I'll post pictures of him cooking for the troops and stuff. But he opens a restaurant, Graziano's, and it was legendary. Now, it's right across the street from the Boxing Hall of Fame. So every year, the boxers would get inducted. Big party at Graziano's first. Everyone in the boxing world knows this guy. He trained multiple champions. Okay, so this guy's a boxing trainer, boxing promoter, restaurateur, and just was cool, okay? I mean, I knew him from when he was about 60 till he was 101. He's still going, okay? He just closed the place during COVID. He retired at 99 years old, okay? Tony Graziano, happy birthday. I hope you get many more, man. I want you to know that the restaurant might be gone, but your legacy lives on through me. Okay, when you come to Tornitores, you're gonna see those pictures on the wall, and it's pretty much my life story. You see, the first one is Catania, Sicily, where my family came from. The middle one is Graziano's, Canastota, New York, where I fell in love with Italian food. Then the third is uh, Orlando, where we are now. So what a great day today! Started my morning off, took probably the longest ride I've ever taken on my motorcycle. I've got this Harley Street Glide now. Now I know how to ride it. Okay, so a good buddy of mine, Mike Walensky, he's been the man over at Vito's Chop House forever now. And uh, he's been a true friend for a long time, and he's, been, he's a biker, okay? So he, I got the bike, and he reached out to me, and he said, hey, man, when you're comfortable and you learn how to ride it, meet up with me. Every Sunday I go on this great ride. We go have a biker breakfast, and I'd love to have you. So I've had the bike for a couple months, and I just haven't been confident enough to go yet because I want to know exactly what I'm doing. And now I'm, I'm comfortable now. Had a couple of little mishaps, okay? But learning experience is what I call them. So this morning early, I got up. Maria was sleeping, and I said, I, I got to get up. And I'm going on this bike ride because I was looking forward to it. So I get, it's about a 40-minute ride to his house before the ride. I get there, and he said, hey, I got a gift for you. And he made me almost tear up. He's got this thing called a biker bell. It's a little helmet, like a Viking helmet with a bell in it. And he said, listen, this is, this is for good luck, and you got to stick it on the bottom of your bike, and it can only be given to a new biker by a biker. You know, it's almost like you're part of the club now. And, and I said, well, that's awesome. For one, I need a freaking good luck riding this thing. And two, it just made me feel like I was officially part of this lifestyle that I'm just now getting into. And he connected it to my bike, and I, and I said, wow, that's great. So... We go on this ride, and now Florida 
can be really bad for riding because there's a lot of tourists. There's a lot of old people. You got to watch what you're doing. But where we went today, he said, you're going to love this. We were on country road, wide open, going over bridges through swamps, going through the woods, the horses over here. And it was epic, beautiful ride. And the reason I got this bike was for stress relief. And man, oh man, we rode today and we went to a bar. We got there about 10 a.m. today. And it was called the Alibi Bar. Now, outside of the Alibi Bar, we didn't go there to drink at 10 in the morning on a Sunday. The reason we went there was because he's got a buddy that does biker breakfast every every day, I guess. But on Sundays is a big day. Everyone, I mean, we rolled in there, and there was bikes everywhere. This guy's got a food trailer. And, man, for $7, I got toast, eggs, big pile of bacon, some biscuits and gravy, and a coffee. And it was just a great ride and to sit back and really enjoy, you know, I, I had a fantastic time. So you guys are probably wondering what happened to Maria. So after the last episode that I thought went really well, I thought we were really happy. We had a great time. She, we had this huge fight. She breaks up with me again. And, and this time I'm done. Ah, just kidding. Maria's here. How are you? <laughs> you know, everybody believed you, though. Probably, but, <laughs> but hey, the people have spoken. They want Maria on the freaking show because these are the highest rated episodes when you're here. Like, what the hell? Did you tell all your friends, listen, so he thinks that, I don't know. You know, on. that's how I roll. So where are we going today, Maria? We are hopping on a plane and we're going up north to... That, 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 that. Hey, this is my way podcast this is frank sinatra mm -hmm. what's the what's one of the best frank sinatra songs chicago no that's not even in the top 10 but it's my top 10 new york da, chicago. okay so we're going back to new york again but this time we're going to a place in new york i've never been and we're going with friends yes so I'm Mr. New York, right? I freaking know Manhattan. I know all the Italian spots. I'll take you for a good time in New York. We've done it, Maria. Mm-hmm. We did all the Michelin restaurants. We remember we did the freaking uh, the end of Denny and Maria Eat the World. We went on a freaking epic New York Michelin star trip. We did three Michelin star restaurants in three days. And God, we drank and ate so much. Mm-hmm. Might have been the trip I've gained the most weight on in one single week. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's been a few. Uh, the Chicago one was pretty <laughs> bad too, actually. But this time we have a great couple friend, Paula and Tiger. Amazing. Now they own Taste of Chengdu. Which we've talked about. Well, yes. We, one of my favorite restaurants in all of Florida. In the world. I love Taste of Chengdu. Mm -hmm. So if you come to Orlando, go back to episode one of Dame Marie to where we mm -hmm. review Taste of Chengdu. We talk about it all the time because it's fantastic. Szechuan, Chinese food done immaculate. I mean, Tiger's the man. Chef Tiger, I, he ruined every Szechuan place for me the rest mm. of my life. Well, you you hadn't had Szechuan before. Right, but the first I ever had was Tiger's. Mm, now, every time true. I've tried it anywhere else, I'm true. like, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even suck. It's just not as good as Tiger's. Mm -hmm. And Paula is Korean mm -hmm. and Runs the front of Taste of Chengdu, and they are a powerhouse. Yeah, right? she does now, a lot of the business side of it. We they they love to show us. I you know I like to show them Italian food. They like to show us the Asian flair. Now, they said we're going to Flushing, which is basically in Queens. It's it's an area of Queens that is very Asian. Like um, 
Tiger yeah. had moved there from China. Mm-hmm. But basically, when you took me to Chinatown in New York in Manhattan, totally I was different. like, okay, this is cool. So touristy compared cool, to this. Yeah. But when they took us to Flushing, it was like authentic, amazing. No, this it was, was what I thought Chinatown in New York was going to be. It's like. what Chinatown should be. Yeah. This was authentic. This is not where the tourists go because mm-hmm. I didn't ever even know about this place. Yeah. I've been there a million times. No, these were folks who lived so, there. So, Tiger and Paula, thank you so much for showing us around. Because we the three experiences we're about to talk about were all first for me. This was my one of my favorite trips to New York. You ever. had done two of the things before, mm-hmm. but I had never done any of the three. And what no, but even a fun even though time. I've grown up eating, you know, these types of food, this was on a whole other level. This was like a maze balls. So let's start talking about this with the first. So we we fly up together. We check into our hotel. And first thing we do is go to Korean. Paula said, I'm going to take you for Korean sushi. Now, I didn't know the difference between Japanese sushi. I didn't either. You know what they call Korean sushi? Kimbap. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> so the difference is this. In the Japanese sushi, the rice is seasoned with vinegar. Well, in Kimbap, it's mixed with like sesame oil and that tastes a little sweeter. I didn't know that. As for the fillings, though, Japanese is usually going to be raw fish, right? Mm-hmm. But in Korea, it's cooked or preserved items like canned tuna, kimchi, grilled bulgogi. What is it called? Bulgogi. Bulgogi. Or ham and cheese are used to stuff the sushi. Okay? Mm. It is. Okay. It is. I'm not okay. making this up. So let's talk about the Korean sushi. The one we went to, it was called Island. Shoot, what was it called? Um, something island. I mean, we're walking around ha- hammered, and Paula's like, I know this great Korean sushi place. We're going to do Korean sushi the first night, and then we're going to get into Tiger stuff the next day. It was called New Jejudo Island Restaurant. Now, when we get in there. And I might have butchered it. <laughs> we spent a fortune there because we got everything. Now, I'm not, I can't, I don't even have time to go over everything we had, but we had bottle after bottle of soju, like, Sake. Like, we were, I remember ordering my third or fourth bottle, and you and Paul are looking at me and Tiger like, you guys need to slow down. <laughs> because me and Tiger, we were having, like, a contest of just getting hammered. And I won. You could both hold your alcohol, though. Like, Well, this is why impressed. Tiger and I have hit it off from day mm-hmm, one, okay? Mm-hmm. So Maria introduced me to Tiger. And then right away, she's like, whoa, whoa that's my friend. I was like, no, no, no. Me and Tiger have a connection. Danny has like co-opted all my friends. I've introduced no, him to so many not, people. No, but certain people. He's like, when you oh, meet someone, my friends now. No, when you like Tiger and I are very much. I'm Italian. He's Chinese, but we are one of the same. That's my brother. <laughs> like we can connect. I'm. We're the same guy raised in different countries. Okay. <laughs> we like to have a good time. We love food. We like to drink. We like to play some cards. And we like to laugh. We're guys. We're men's men. I think I'm a combination between Paula and Tiger. Kind of. Yeah. So Korean sushi. I was not a fan of the first thing that came to the table, which was those. They were raw shrimp. Mm-hmm. They were like, and uh, I do not like to eat raw shrimp. They were in the shells. You know, it was like a peel and eat shrimp that wasn't cooked. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then the, the nigiri was regular to me. It wasn't anything different in Japanese. But then came the plate. <laughs> and we didn't have any of the things you talked about, like the tuna. like No, no, no. We didn't have rolls tuna. and stuff. Paula wanted to have the uh, 
we had some sashimi. We had sushi. She wanted urchin. She wanted, um, what are them long clams? Oh, goodness. The eel? No. E we had eel. No. We had, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, love I know, eel. I know. So that next plate that came out with all the different fish, they were they were cooked. They they were good. It was a little too much for me, though, okay? But then came the raw stuff. And this was a lot like Japanese. A lot of the fish they use are a lot meatier, though. Mm -hmm. They don't use the super tender tuna and stuff like that. It was really, really good, though. I mean, it was fish that I've never had. So I'm going to post a picture. You're going to notice the different colors. Dark, dark reds. White, white, white. You know, like, this is really nice sushi. But again, it's not like Japanese where it's, Soy sauce and, and vinegar. This is sesame oil. This is sweet. Everything's a little bit sweeter. Um, one thing that was very interesting that we got at the Korean sushi place, it was Tiger's favorite thing. Do you remember? It was like the egg that was like bubbling oh, in the yeah, cup. It was like an egg souffle. It was an egg souffle, and it comes out in a pot that is bubbling, this egg. Super bubbling. Um, <laughs> I took video of it. I was like, that's impressive. It was good. And then it was time she said, do you want, because, you know, I wasn't eating a ton of this stuff. Because I don't like to fill up on raw fish like that. She said, you need some meat? I said, yeah, man. Here comes some freaking A5. Just raw. You eat it raw. Different different um, beef, just straight. It was so good. The fatty one, mm -hmm. oh, you don't need to cook it. Nope. So we drank. And then they said, you got to lay off the sake. So me and Tiger switched to these super giant bottles of really, really strong beer. Remember? <laughs> they yes. were so good. So Korean sushi, if you haven't had it, try it. It really was amazing. And I don't even, like I said, it was my first time having it as well. But we had a lot of um, seafood specialty uh, Oh, and we're talking like, about Paula was getting the most authentic stuff. Yeah, stuff, you know, it was great. It watch. was exotic, like things uh -huh. I've seen on the Food Channel that I don't even know how to pronounce. Like urchin stuff. Yeah, there are some amazing urchins and clams, and uh, it's not a cucumber fish. You know what I'm talking about? I, don't know. I have to find out what it I, is. I'm looking at it. I keep calling it like a long neck clam, but it's not. Oh, is that what you're referring to? So, Paul, you know what I really loved about the Korean sushi? Mm. I could see Paula was like in in her. It was like taking her back to her childhood. You could tell this is stuff. That sea she, cucumber. Is that what we, I don't even know if that's edible, but we had but, some really exotic, amazing okay. food. Moving on to something you had done before that I had never done, and you could not wait to show me dim sum. Oh, mm. you're going to go with dim sum. Yes. Now, yes. here in Orlando, dim sum places are starting to pop up, but I don't know enough about it to say if this is true or not, but all the Asian friends of mine, they all say the same thing. They there suck. is no good dim sum in Orlando. Yeah. No one's doing it right, okay? Mm -mm. A now, lot of it is frozen and like We went creamy. to a brunch. This, now, this is the next day. I wake up after this freaking Korean sushi extravaganza, and I'm a little hungover. I said, Maria, before we do anything, we're in New York. Before they get up, before we do anything, I need either a bagel <laughs> or I need a freaking egg sandwich, or I'm not going to make it, okay? So we get the bagel. I eat it. And I said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Day two, vacation. This is a foodie. We went with the intentions of drinking and eating for three days, mm -hmm. like a lot. So today was going to be dim sum. This was going to be a brunch. And this was a Michelin star rest. This is a Michelin uh, uh, recommended restaurant called mm -hmm. Asian Jewels. Tiger knew of this place. And we, we wanted, Maria was set on two things. She wanted the cart to come around with the dumplings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she wanted 
chicken and duck feet. Some I hadn't reason. had the duck feet before. But for some reason, she insisted on me having it. The 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 chicken feet. Yeah, we had them both. At that, that I wanted you to have for sure. We had them both. Mm-hmm. So the way it works is, it was it was just after breakfast. You know, I had a big- well. This is usually brunch. Yes, this is a brunch thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? You sit down and they're coming around with these carts, and we had soup dumplings, which I've had fake soup dumplings before. These soup dumplings were really, really good. It's basically a dumpling that has soup in it that's sealed. You kind of pop a hole in the top, and you can drink out of it. You can eat the side of it. That was super flavorful and super delicious because this was authentic. I have to say the chicken feet were horrifying. No. You liked them. You loved I them. I did. You, I thought you liked it them tasted, too. I pretended I liked oh them more than God. I did. You're a liar. Because they all loved them. <laughs> they're so they're good. They're so cartilage-y. They're, they're gelatinous. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you loved it. What you, else think of this. you lied to your me sexy, about? Your sexy partner is just sitting across from you. Slurping. Just slurping chicken, chicken feet, <laughs> crunching them up the gelatinous cartilage. I thought and you like, were Isn't this so good? That. Isn't this so good? And I'm like, what am I going to say? It sucks. They're sucking them down too. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's great. Spitting it in my napkin, throwing oh, it under the table. Oh my God. I don't eat chicken feet and duck feet, okay? This is a breaking news on Denny 23 <laughs> to roll my way. Maria, you have just found out. I lied to you about the duck feet. They're I, gross. I feel betrayed. I don't know if I can trust you all moving right, on. Let's talk about the dim sum though, because. Yes. Okay, so first of all, we have talked about dim sum a little bit in our previous, in, yeah, our previous show. Um, and I mentioned how, so if you want more And again, details, if you haven't listened to Denny and Marie Eat the World, go back. It's on every platform. It was really popular. And we, and we have we, about 40 episodes. And we went on a, I mean, we went everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there is an episode um, where we go into a lot more detail about dim sum. So I'll just briefly say uh, that it is mostly Cantonese cuisine. And uh, it's been around for a long, long time. There's thousands, over a thousands different types of dim sum, which are these dumplings. Um, and they started out at tea houses, kind of like tapas. It's almost tapas. like a club thing. It's almost like a brunchy club fun thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're called, uh, with the, the small portion meals with tea are called jumcha or tea meals. So that's kind of cute, isn't it? Um, but they're amazing. They're so popular. This, but this this place... Mm-hmm. Was, this is authentic. This is it now was the best dim sum I've ever had. Now, Hands they down. had so many different kinds of dumplings. Mm-hmm. Some of them were stuffed with shrimp, some with chicken, some with vegetables. I mean, they would not stop different colored ones. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm Italian, okay? I had one thing here that I've had made Italian style, I'd say 20 different ways, and every 20 ways I could not stand. What? But I did not mind the way they did tripe. Oh, the tripe is really good. So tripe is the stomach lining of a cow. And to me, it tastes like if it you was, were to grab SpongeBob. Uh, beef out of the, tripe with ginger and scallions. If you took SpongeBob out of the ocean and chewed his top left corner of his head, that mm. is what tripe is the consistency of. Wow, you've had some bad tripe. You it's, need to go to Mexico, no, bro. I don't want any more tripe. <laughs> I will say tripe, this. Tripe is so good. This tripe at the dim sum place was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And- I've just had it so many ways, Italian style, that I just don't. Some people love it. I mean, all that. I mean, my God, it's. I I would like to put Italian tripe against Mexican tripe. Well, any Mexican will probably win. Yes, I for don't sure. like any kind of tripe except for this one. This dim sum tripe was 
really flavorful and not chewy. You could actually chew it up and swallow it. It was, it was very really, clean. Um, what else did we have there? There was like a. Oh my God, we had so many things. There, there were, so things. Um, you talked about the steamed there, chicken feet with the yes, black bean there, sauce. There was like these pork, um, almost like little ribs that were steamed. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, we had a lot of little oh my dishes. God, um, they come out with the freaking baskets with the, with the, um, with the dumplings in them. Mm -hmm. And they had so many different kinds. We even had little bowel things that were really good. Yeah, they're little steaming baskets because these are steamed. We had different wontons as well. So they used their fresh rice paper and they, and they different. I mean, some had pork, some had chicken, some had shrimp. It was really awesome. So Asian jewels. Soup. You know, remember that thick, thick soup? It was like it was 100 year old. Yes. Egg or hundred year old dog egg. or something. Hundred year old dog. <laughs> I don't want to eat a No, did you ever hear of a hundred year old egg? It was that. Is that what that yes. was? It was very interesting. It was good. It was strong flavor, but the wontons were really good. But if you're in Flushing, Asian Jewels, very good. I mean, I would definitely. I don't have enough dim sum experience, but if you're gonna, Tiger knows. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, no, no, no. You're gonna freaking eat it was her. amazing. It was really, really, really delicious. So the next place. So the next day. So, so we end up getting that's Asian Jewel Seafood Restaurant. Check it out. So staying in Flushing, Tiger saved the best for last. And this is again something I've never done that Maria's done. That Maria's like, oh, wait till we do hot pot. Wait till we do hot pot. Can't <laughs> wait to do hot pot. Every time we believe you'd never had done hot pot. Well, every time we would go to taste the Chengdu, Tiger would always say, oh, I'm going to make you hot pot someday. And I'm like, what the hell? So in my white American mind, I'm thinking he's going to bring out a pot <laughs> and there's going to be hot soup in it. And we're going to fondue some stuff or something. Right? Hmm, interesting. Well, 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 was I wrong? Because the hot pot place he took us to, this was, this to me was the highlight of the trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, beautiful nights with you was the highlight. Mm -hmm. But this dinner, food wise, holy moly, listen to this. You go into this almost underground secret restaurant, right? It was like just a doorway, and we go in, and it's like really cool, decorated, and it was decorated like um like mystery like hidden gem. It was decorated like um early 1900s communist China, uh very red, you know, like newspaper prints and a lot of war. It um, was so fires. you felt it like you awesome. were in yeah. You're in some secret thing, right? Do you remember the name of it? I do not. I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. I just know. So All I right, apologize. Pronounce, go ahead, pronounce that. I'm going to pronounce the drink. It's called Chongqing Lao Zhao, which uh, Chongqing, which is not correct, I'm 100% sure, is one of the largest cities of China. It's Sichuan. Okay. Um, which yeah. is what he talked about. Yeah, That's he, why he, he knew this place. Mm -hmm. So we get a table there. There's four of us. Now, this is the kind of dinner, if you never did this before. And keep in mind, okay, so I'm Mexican Salvadoran from Chicago. Denny's Italian-American from New upstate New York. And then we're with this amazing Korean woman and this man from the Sichuan region of China. So we were totally, like, at their mercy. Yeah. And Tiger <laughs> looked at me and said, hey, bro. He said, bro, you ready? And I said, what? He goes, we're going to have the best time. And I was like... Let's do it. I said, follow my lead. <laughs> he orders these beers, these strong beers, Chinese beers. And he said, you're going to need these. And I said, why? He goes, this is going to be hot. You're going to sweat. You're going to want this beer. So you sit down. The first thing you're going to notice 
They give you an apron. I was like, what, are you having crab legs? And he said, no, 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 you're going to need that too. <laughs> so we put on a full schmock, and these cold beers come out. I said, oh, cool. And the tiger said, well, I have another treat for you, and I'm going to pronounce this. I think a schmock this. is a jerk. Schmuck, not a schmock. It's a smock, I, I thought. It's not a schmock. Uh, no, I think it's smock. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> you're a schmock. <laughs> well, tiger had a surprise for me. He said, listen, I've got this stuff. You, He's like, you're Italian. He's like, grappa? I said, yeah, I love it. He goes, this is going to be like Chinese grappa or gasoline. <laughs> and I'm going to pronounce it. Jing Chao Bao. J-I-A-N-G-X-I-A-O-B-I-A. It Whatever. was moonshine. It, it but, was Chinese moonshine. Paulo was like, don't drink that, guys. It was distilled in the and bathtub. And Tiger is sneaking it under the table. <laughs> Me and him are just taking shots. But of wait, it. did you mention that this was free? The restaurant gives you these bottles for free. This was not free. Yes, it was. It was complimentary. These bottles of moonshine were free? Yes. I did not know that. I think that's what There's he no said. There's no way. There were free. like no three way. ounce, four ounce bottles. There's of- no, we drank so many. There was no way to. I free. thought they were free. They'd go out of business. No. People would be in there getting wasted. Well, they just make it in the bathtub in the back. No, no, no. This was in a hmm. bottle, like with a label. I don't know. I have to research that. It's not free, guys. Don't go there thinking you're getting free <laughs> junk cow pie. I'm going to have to research so, that. The table has a huge bowl in the center of it, but it's indented into the table. And it gets hot. So let me tell you a little bit about hot pot. So it literally translates to fire pot. And it's been around for well over a thousand years in China. Uh, They don't really know where it comes from or where it originated from. But they do think that uh, it came from Mongolia to China. Um, and that the warriors, Mongolian warriors, used to use their helmets. You know how Mongolians stir fry? They used to uh, flip over their their shields. Well, supposedly they used their helmets to make this. And um, it was kind of like everybody brings some kind of ingredients and you all kind of, you know, you share the the broth, right? So, but there really isn't um, a concrete story. That's just one of the Mongol Mongol warriors tradition. I like that story. Yeah, yeah. So it has been around for a long time. The other popular idea is that it just came from a very, very poor um, time period where there, you know, China has a lot of fishermen um, and they would just gather in boats and bring hot water and other people in boats would gather around and they would just share ingredients and they were poor and cold and, you know, this was a way of survival. So either way, it's an old tradition. Oh my God. Well, the way we did ours, so the pot is, I'm going to post a picture of the table. The pictures are amazing. So- it's got a, the, the the Mongolian helmet in the middle of the table has a, has a <laughs> divider in the middle of it. So one side was just a really flavorful broth, and the other side was spicy. Mm-hmm. Now, when he freaking threw the thing of oil and uh, hot peppers and stuff in the spicy side, and it was also fat. You can Remember? yeah, it's it's it lard. Like, I mean, it's yeah. fat they're cooking in. It's so flavorful. But the hot side started getting this red oil on top of it, and I was like, "Ooh, that's gonna be hot." And Tiger looks at me with that cold beer and said, "Oh, you <laughs> drink this." Mm-hmm. And that was the mala, the mala spices, yes. which um, again, we've talked about before in the other show, but it's basically a Szechuan peppercorn and chili. And it's known because it's a spice that numbs your mouth. And it's it really does. Pepper. It numbs your mouth. It's not, it's a beautiful spice, but it's not like a, like a ghost pepper where it's just burning no, your no, taste No, it's a buds. different sensation altogether. Yeah. It's but hot, it's, but it's, it's super cool. It really numbs your mouth. Go get some craziness. mala Szechuan food. You'll love it. So the way it works is you order, they give you a huge menu of all different ingredients and you pick which ones you want. Comes out raw, meats, vegetables, seafood, everything. 
And you start, it's almost like a fondue situation where you're throwing it into the hot pot, cook it, and you don't, you don't have fondue sticks where you're sticking in there waiting. You're just throwing it in the hot pot, stirring it around, and you're pulling it out and eating it. Mm-hmm. All these flavors start going together. What did we get? We had some veal. The veal cutlets and the spicy sauce were effing amazing. We had duck feet there. Yeah, yeah. That was the first that, time I've well, ever seen. We had seen... chicken feet at dim sum. We had mm-hmm. duck feet there. But this was the first time I've ever seen duck feet. You want to know the difference between duck feet and chicken feet? What? Nothing. No, they're so different. No, the duck foot was harder to eat than the chicken foot. Okay, so the chicken foot had fingers or toes, yeah. right? Yeah, gelatinous little cartilage toes. The duck feet did had a not. Web. Yeah. yeah, it was just but a But it was just a harder, a harder gelatinous. It wasn't gelatinous. No. It was cartilage. The skin was like blubbery. Ooh. No, you didn't even, did you even eat it? I took a bite and then spit it on the table like I did the chicken feet. Oh, you're such a wimp. It was, it was not my favorite. Um, I would have it again just to kind of, you know. What were your favorite things on the hot pot table? Oh, for sure. 110%. It was that meat where it was like half of it was red and half of it was green peppers. That's the first thing in the photo I'm looking at. It was a peppered steak and it was super hot. You need to see the pictures to appreciate. If you take the one she's talking about, covered in peppers, and put it in the hot, bubbly red part of the top pot, and then eat it, if you don't have a cold beer to chug, you might have to go to the hospital. You're going to cry and like run in the bathroom and mm-hmm. put ice in your mouth. I am not kidding. This is like I, the peppers are crunchy. You're crunching on pepper seeds you know my and favorite pepper. Were? So good. The, the, the veal was awesome in the hot pot. Then the really, really thin shaved ribeye. Mm-hmm, that was, was really, really good. Really good. And mm-hmm. then the potatoes. Potatoes in the hot pot were. I think s- there were potatoes. Yeah, these big things right here. No. Yes, they were like yuca almost. Lotus. It was a lotus vegetable. It was so good. It was lotus, though. They had tripe again. Um, this tripe I did not like as much. This tripe Onions, was different. Peppers, it all was, that stuff. It was like dried tripe or something. I've never had it like that. I was like a freaking fatso. I was sweating. I mean, profusely. Mm-hmm. And so was Tiger. I mean, and you guys were too. And Maria doesn't sweat. Isn't that nope, weird? I don't. We can go. We live in Florida. In, in July and August, it's 110. <laughs> and it's hot as muggy. People are pouring sweat. Maria's like walking around, no deodorant, no sweat. I'm like, what, what are you, freak? But it's because I'm from the jungle, so my body's, you know, different. Like, I was born in the jungle. Oh, no, it's kind of... The jungles of Mexico. Alien. <laughs> All right, you sexy alien. Go to Hot Pot. This this experience was definitely one of the best experience, like food experiences. Again. The Hot Pot was amazing. Tiger and Paula, thanks. You guys, we got to do it again. We got to go somewhere else. We owe you. Like, we need to take them somewhere. I want to I take them Italian style now. Or else, you know, something else. Yes, but I want to do my, we did their specialty. I want to do my specialty. <sighs> so while we were there. What about my specialty? You have so many. Oh, so, don't try to flatter me. <laughs> oh, well, this is the deal. After all that, I said, guys, I need one thing of mine. And I just, I'm sweating. I'm drunk. Like, let's go into Manhattan. Let's go to Junior's. And it's famous. It's a diner. They make millions of dollars. It's touristy. But Junior's Cheesecake is literally famous. Mm-hmm. We went, I had a blueberry one. That was my first time eating at Junior's. Well, you have, well, we, we just had some cheesecakes. We actually have to go back next time and have like a Reuben and some freaking onion rings and then a cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. You can, really Junior's big. is cool because you can have a cocktail and then a Reuben and then have a freaking cappuccino with a, amazing freaking cheesecakes. It was good. But honestly, like this hot pot experience was like oh. life altering. It, 
I see, this is the problem. I feel like Tiger did to me for Hot Pot what <laughs> he did to me for Szechuan food. Because I feel like if we try Hot Pot somewhere else, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that was all right. Didn't even come close to what we did in Flushing. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. So if you're looking to take a foodie trip, right, don't just, you know, go to New York. It's great, you know. But Flushing. Flushing is spectacular. Like, I want to go back there way more than I want to go back to Manhattan. Like, I don't ever want to go back. I mean, to you go to Manhattan. It's cool. I mean, it's New York. That's New York, New yeah, York. I can go back to Flushing. And you know what else we did that you forgot to mention? Um, Paula, Denny, and I, we went and got oh foot massages. Do you remember? Like one hour, like, man, like, I was like, this guy's hurting me. <laughs> but it hurts so good. It was the most intense. This is not like one of the foot rub places on the no. side of the road. This is like, well, you know, funny story. So we wanted to go get foot rubs, right? And... Every one of the places we went to, the first five places, I was like, guys, this is not a, this is a whorehouse. <laughs> and they looked at us like, wait, you want foot rub? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just look around, guys. This we is would not- point to the signs. We're like, your sign says It says, says you do foot, foot rub. rub. She's like, oh, I rub something, not foot. <laughs> Shut up. And I was like, okay, guys, let's go find a real foot rub place. Because we, we had walked. We walked. We Googled it, though. We like, walked we miles to- and miles and miles. Yeah. So we had time before the next dinner. So we are like, let's go. And we found a place where you could just lay back in a recliner and these men destroy your calves and feet and heels. Yeah. I mean, they, they were like not was, screwing around. It was not a relaxing experience, no, but it was, it was amazing. Borderline painful. It was so good though. But after they were done, I was like, oh my God, can I just lay here and not walk again? Because <laughs> Jesus. You needed to recuperate after that. So. Um, but like you were saying, flushing is. It's a different kind of trip. It's almost like an exotic spot in New York. Like, but you, you know, you know what, what I mean? though? Like, if you don't go with someone that knows the land, yeah. you might be screwed because yeah. there was hundreds of restaurants in this little area. I'm okay just going back to the exact yes, same one. That's because he told us where to go. <laughs> because if you go to flushing, you could get tourists trapped into yeah. some I other. Don't know. I'm, babe, there was hundreds of restaurants. So you, how wanna, are you going to know? I just want to go back to the hot I'm pot I'm going place. back to that hot pot place for sure. Even if so I'm not staying at Flushing, I'll drive there. It's not that far. It's in Queens. I mean, I think you'll eventually grow to like chicken feet. No, I won't. I don't know. It's horrifying. <laughs> Everybody, try chicken feet and let me what you think. So let's wrap this episode up. I want to talk about a recipe of something that goes back. See, I started this recipe. I started this episode talking about Tony Graz. Tony Graziano, the legend of Canastota and the world. I want, he's inducted in the Boxing Hall of Fame, by the way. But I'm going to end this episode with another Canastota recipe, okay? Matter of fact, uh, rest in peace, Tommy Dunn just passed away, who ran Dunn's Bakery. They've had it since the 1800s. But my whole life revolved around Graziano's and Dunn's Bakery. And um, he just passed away, lost his battle to cancer. The place is no more. Graziano's is no more. I don't know if I'm going back to Canastota. But... I've got, I went to school there. I got a lot of friends there. And when the friends come to Tornitors, when they're going, see what happens is people go to Disney World and then they say, I want to stop at Tornitors and see me because we're from Canastota. And I keep true to the recipes. I have chicken riggies on the menu. I have other things. I try to, you know, keep my roots intact. I'm proud of where I'm from. Well, I've got a friend, Sarah Beth, and her husband, Tony, and they were coming down for Disney vacation. And she messaged me and said, hey, I'd love to come to the restaurant, bring the whole family. I said, oh, I'd love to see you. You know, she said, this is how people from Canastota are. Can I bring you anything from home? And I said, well, I wish you could bring me some duns, but they're closed. Um, bring me some salt potatoes. Now, Maria, did you know what salt potatoes were before you met me? Nope. Do you love them? I love them. 
So what salt potatoes are, are a special potato that's grown in upstate New York. They're small. I'd say they're like baby redskin potatoes. They're not little tiny mm -hmm. grape-sized potatoes. These are golf ball size, a little in between golf ball and baseball size potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And the way it works is up there, you buy a bag of salt potatoes, and in the bag is a bag of salt. Now you boil water. You add the potatoes and the giant bag of salt. This is a lot of salt. This is like two cups of salt for like two, ah, maybe four pounds of potatoes, right? You boil that for about 40 minutes. And what happens is the salt like seeps into the potatoes, but it also crystallizes all around the outside of the potato. Drain the water. The potatoes literally turn white crystally looking. And you melt butter and you just serve it. If you go to New York State Fair, you're getting a bowl with butter and salt potatoes and it's salty, obviously. It's delicious, obviously. And it's a taste of my home. You can, you know, you don't have to have the specific salt potatoes to do it. You can do it with other potatoes. It's obviously best if you get those type of potatoes because they're a little less starchy, a little buttery. They're, they're really great for what you do. Now, Tony, Sarah Beth, thank you guys for bringing the potatoes because we just made them and it was literally a taste of home. And I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for that you know i love potatoes these are really go back and listen to denny and marie yeah. to world guys you'll you'll go on the trip to upstate new york with us and you'll see the taste of my hometown tomato pie salt potatoes half moons all this stuff this is good food comes from there the green things what are they called utica greens utica greens were oh. amazing well episode 13 it's over see you next week maria do me the do the thing again Stay happy, be healthy, keep eating. Bye, guys. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.